When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What are you, boys? Hello, and welcome to Tales with TR, episode 177A. I'm your host, Terry Ryan, on this beautiful Halloween Tuesday edition of Tales with TR. Hope you're having a great week. You had a great weekend. I did. It was busy, but awesome. And I'm really enjoying this lab. I'm taking the time to enjoy this last week before I leave to do season three of Shorzy. We start production just about a week. And this year, I really don't know. I mean, deducing, no, I don't want to give away anything here, but if you've seen season two, you can probably assume what's going to happen in season three. But I've been burned on assumptions before. And I kid you not, I have no idea what's coming. Usually I have a little bit of an idea. Uh, the first time, for example, I mean, they kind of told us the setup and we read through the script. Uh, most of it and had an idea. Season two kind of took me off guard. I thought that we'd be continuing the playoff run against the Sioux. Kind of went a little different direction. A better one than I had in mind. So I'm never. I'm not saying that I have any complaints. I love it. And Jared has had this vision in his mind, Jared Kiso, for those who don't know, he plays Shorzy and Wayne on Letterkenny. And, um, you know, we're basically at his mercy. I mean that in a good way. I totally trust Jared and 
One thing I've been involved in the film industry for a while on crew and, you know, as an actor, as a stunt guy, I've written a little bit. I did my own short. You can check that out on, uh, it's eight or nine minutes long. It's on YouTube called The Stand-In. And uh, that was interesting, but that was really just to get my resume out there. In The Stand-In, I, I played a character that was... I've faced a lot of adversity. He and his wife, he'd made some poor decisions. He'd been a big-time actor in the past, and now he was trying to put it all together, and he was a stand-in. Um, I wrote it, really. I wanted to do a one-man show. Kind of, I knew no one would ever give me an opportunity to, in, in, a, in a huge, important role, meaty, beefy role, whatever you want to call it. Um, and for good reason. I was in my mid-30s with my first brushes with acting. And, you know, in my 20s, I had no idea I would even ever be in the industry. So other than being a movie fan, I didn't study it or anything. Now, when I went to when I went back in 2009, what was like 30, I guess 31, and um, I went back to university. And of course, as part of my folklore degree, I did take some, I don't even know what they were called, like theater courses, film, film and production kind of courses. It was a crash course on like, finding your way around a film set, but I really didn't think I'd ever do that. It was just an elective for credits. I don't even remember half the course. I enjoyed it. The, you know, basically a little bit of film production, like the real light surface, uh, as well as a little bit of drama and acting. And, you know, it was, it was a nice experience in Memorial University and, 2009 to 2012 when I was taking those courses I got my folklore degree and but I really didn't think that I'd ever found my way onto a set and of course Alan Hawko and the take the shot production team at uh, Republic of Doyle got me on my way worked in crew for four or five years and was off to the races but uh, mm. in all that time of course, I've, and I guess some people have asked me to help write certain things, but when it comes to Shorzy, trust me, people, I get all kinds of requests. Jeez, I had a good friend from junior, Kevin Pozo, even just the latest, you know, he sent me a message yesterday and he's in movies himself. He became a cop, married a girl, I think from Louisiana, and she's really making a name for himself, for herself. And he's, uh, does stunts. I believe he's a cop down there. Um, and, uh, you know, he's jacked. He's knows his way around a film set. And uh, I know that he's involved himself. Anyway, he sent me a message. You know, you guys should talk about Lauxy. I, I had a coach in junior, Bob Laux. Fuck, he used to be a wrestler called Little Brutus. And he found his way into the uh, Western Hockey League. An awesome coach. Probably the most influential I'll ever ha I, I've ever had, really. I mean... Lauxy did so much for me, including, you know, just be, be, I was a centerman. He put me left wing with Damon Lankow, thought I could do the job. We both played really well together. He gave me all kinds of ice time, really all kinds of confidence, spoke to me, treated me not, what's the word, with no favoritism. I mean, Lauxy would lash out, and at times I was his whipping boy, if you want to use that, but not in a, 
he wasn't picking on me. I, I kept the team loose. There was, I was a guy that treaded the line kind of thing. You know, I, I, I like to be loosey goosey and maybe lead through humor and, and, and music and, 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 you know, trying to set an example out there, but I was never in the room, like pick it, the pick it up fucking lengths. You fuck. What are you doing? You know, never that. Um, and of course, even the best leaders would never call their teammates a fuck. <laughs> that just popped into my head. I just mean, <clears throat> yeah, I was, I was one of the guys that, you know, I, I, I chose to be a bit of a clown in the room. I, I tried not to piss off the coaches, but when you do take on that role, you're often teetering, you know, you're, you're treading a tightrope and, Lauxie let me know. So the point is, he was a great coach. He didn't let, let me off easy or anything. And he often came down hard on me. But I loved Lauxie. And there's lots of great stories. So like Kevin said, you should bring him up on the show. I'm like, Kev, I, I, I can't. I, like, I can't. It, I, I would never even think of it. Like, really, we get up there. And, and, and first of all, I'm not picking on Kevin. I understand why he said that. In many shows, I guess that is the format. I could just walk into the writers and go, hey, can you add this? Shorzy's not one of them, and I, and I don't want it to be one of them. Like, it's brilliant. Right? I, it doesn't need my fingerprints on it. If we were struggling or we didn't know or you know, this was a hockey show and Jarrett never played hockey before uh, and he was looking for ideas, that would be different. But the guy played the game. This is his baby. He's been fantasizing about writing this for his whole adult life uh you know and he does a great job so and i do i get all kinds god i wish you could see the messages i get and it's you're great people that i'm sure love the show and i often say i'm like if you love it so much why tinker with it right you look at like rotten tomatoes it's like 100 percent, 98 percent uh, read the reviews. People love it. And my friends really enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. I know Newfoundlanders kind of enjoy the idea of Ted Hitchcock being a main character on a major hockey show of all things, you know, Canadian, Canadian, Canadian. Um, and I'm proud of it, but it doesn't need me to write a line or, or, you know, part of a scene on Bob Laux or, me knocking my teeth out or Mike Melbury or anything, right? <laughs> because Ted Hitchcock isn't Terry Ryan. It, he's close. I try to do, I mean, close in that he's from Newfoundland. He plays hockey. He used to play in the NHL. He shoots left. There's lots of similarities. But even the hockey playing, Ted Hitchcock's a defenseman. Tierra never was for good reason. Um, you know, uh, Teddy, we we see differences unfold. You got to realize that Jared just invented this character. I don't know at what time of the writing process he did. I don't think when he was a kid and he had this idea for a TV show with a hockey player, Shorzy. I, I, I'm thinking, I'm assuming he didn't have a Newfoundlander with a 10-inch cock in his mind. <laughs> be weird if he did but uh, you know so I really appreciate the opportunity but and I appreciate all your ideas but no I if I don't trust me if I don't and I can I'm sure I could 
write a decent episode, right? I'm sure I could. But if I don't bring that up, because, <laughs> I mean, if I don't, then trust me, I'm not going to bring ideas in from Instagram DMs. But uh point is, I enjoy it. It's well-written. It's well-produced. There's a reason it gets awesome ratings. And uh, I'm knocking on wood here because anything can happen. But for right now, uh, the process is keep myself healthy, do whatever Jarrett and the team at Shorzy asks me to do, whether that's work out, grow a certain haircut, remember certain lines, um, I don't know, nude scene, whatever it is, I'll put my best foot forward and do my best to you know, fulfill my job expectations to their fullest. And that's what I do. And for now, that does not include walking in with scripts, with ideas, with a trump card because I played some level of pro hockey that Jared didn't. I mean, it's all relative. We all played hockey. He knows the game as much as I do. I happen to get dressed in the NHL and AHL dressing rooms. Other than that, really, those who played the game and even those who don't, Newsflash, Junior A, Major Junior, those dressing rooms are very, very, very similar to the way an NHL dressing room is handled. It's just more money, a little bit more fame, of course, more professionalism, but the same idea. And to be honest with you, Shorzy might seem at times over the top, at times the way they plan the ice, barbaric, at times crude in the dressing room, right? But it's not a far stretch. That's, I know it's funny, but being a hockey player is often funny. Going to the rink, that's an experience. And if you're on a good team, a lot of humor and smiling and laughs and hanging out come with that. It has to. Any team that wins in any league, trust me, they get along just like we do on Shorzy. And it might seem over the top at times, but I find, well, I mean, first of all, I played senior hockey just up until last year. And when I get back from Shorzy after Christmas, I might play one last final run at it. And um, it's very similar. Like Shorzy dressing room, the laughs, the players, the, the setup, the hierarchy. It, it, it's all really, really similar to a, minor pro slash senior hockey dressing room. Uh, you know, the drumsticks, that's kind of cool. That's something new. But 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 that's really is something, whether it's a hard hat or a jacket. Even in baseball, you see after a home run, they got like the home run jacket or fucking hat or whatever it is. In hockey, it's often, a, I don't know, it started the first time I saw like the post-game shout-out to one of the players that worked hard was I think the Calgary Flames with the... Uh, with the uh, hard hat that might've been 20 years ago. And they probably weren't the first to do it. It's just, I remember seeing Iggy on TV interviewed riding the bike like you would with the hard hat on. And, um, you know, it spawned kind of a post game shout out to internally amongst, amongst the team with a player on that team who went out, you know, played well or worked hard or whatever it is. So that's kind of where the idea not the idea. I don't know where the idea of the, sh of the drumsticks really comes from originally with Jared. 
But that idea of post-game recognizing somebody or multiple players, that's not really unique. The idea of the drumstick, yes. And the calling the parents, I mean, we do that. I, I do that a lot. I, as I recall, even, one of the first days we were shooting Shorzy, I whipped out my phone to call my parents, and he laughed. I don't think he wrote it around that. I think he already had that idea, but I, I think he kind of, I think he added a little bit to that after. Because, I mean, for me, that was always the way, even well into pro. If I had a good game or we won, or it was a big game, not after every single game. But I bet you after half of the games, I called my parents. Yeah, I do. Uh, I don't think I'm unique in, in saying that. I think a lot of players probably did the same sort of thing. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, and I got, so first of all, not first of all, I guess we're well into it now. But I do, I meant to answer a question. So, Tierra Mooney, you're out there. Tierra, you got a cameo from me. I, you know, last year, I guess, or quite a while ago now. For your buddy and I appreciate that. Now you sent me a bunch of stuff to sign, and I don't mind. Um, you know, like, but <laughs> so what? By extension, I, I often come on here and I say, you know, look, for me, it's the easiest process. If you want something signed, guys, just order a book, and I'll sign it. Flanker Press is just up the road. www.flankerpress.com. Order my second book, Tales with Tr Fights, Film, and Folklore, through that. And I'll drive up the road. I'll sign it before it gets shipped out, right? Just add a note. As you order it, add a note. You want it signed? I'll drive up, sign it. It gets shipped out to you for 20 bucks. It's it's cheaper than, that's why I, I got a lot on my plate. So I used to just buy like 100 and then do it myself. But I don't have that time. So just do that. If you want my first book, Tales with uh, Tales of a First Round Nothing, right? Multiple bestseller. Uh you can order that. And ECW is in Toronto, but they send it to me and I'll send it on to you. That's the way. So you'll get it in no time. Makes a great Christmas present. But one thing. So a lot of you, because of that, you say, look, if I got something, I send it to you. Can you can you sign it and send it back? Right? And of course, I, I don't mind that. Yes. But every time, right? I'm saying that, assuming that you're going to send it. And all I have to do is drop it in the mailbox. Right? I went out yesterday. I got UPS, FedEx, Pure Later. I got all these people sending stuff. Sure, yeah, you got all you got to do now is drive to UPS and send it back to me. Okay, okay, I will. It's no problem. But you have to understand there's lots of these coming in. And now you're starting to, now it dips into like a lot of time spent. Okay. So I go yesterday, I take all this stuff out to UPS. And a lot of it, again, has the return uh, packaging already paid for, right? So I just literally do that. Now I still got to drive the UPS. It's a bit of a hassle. I do it. Had a bunch of stuff there yesterday. Some of the stuff I sent, the stuff that wasn't, $238. Now, uh, that's the stuff that was sent to me. Like I said, sure, I'll, I'll sign it and send it back. Look, I'm not trying to be a dick, but don't send it to me. You know, it's one thing if like for that matter, just buy a book and I'll sign it and send it back. But really maybe some of you don't realize it. 
it's a bit of an insult. Like I, for me to take, like yesterday was like five hours out of the day. Like I took all the stuff that was sent to me. Fear enough. I know people do that. I appreciate the fandom. I really do. The listenership, all of that. That's why I do it. I take all the stuff. I put it there. Sure, I'll sign it. Sure. Harry, yes, no problem. Carl, yes. Samantha, no sweat. Where do you live, Texas? No sweat. Just send it over. Sure. So I have all this stuff piled up. 15, 16, quote unquote, orders, if you want to say that. But it's just people sending stuff. So it's not like I'm making a buck from it. I'm just like, which I don't need to make a buck from everything. But if I'm going to take $5 out of my day or five hours out of my day, and go out there and spend $238 of my own money to send shit back to people that I get it, your fans, and I really, really appreciate that. But there's, there is a tipping point. So it's, that's the last I'm going to go out and send a bunch of stuff back, and it's going to cost me that much money out of my own pocket. Of course, there's exceptions, right? But I knew when I opened that door that this would happen. So guys, between answering a hundred DMS a day and sending things out, you know, to people that just send it over, I just don't have the time anymore to do that. And I'm certainly not going to be tossing in hundreds of dollars out of my own pocket to send you back stuff. <laughs> Um, now with Tierra, I do appreciate the uh, cameo, and I don't know. I I, I know you sent a, a hockey. I think it was a, a Beckett hockey card book with Shorzy featured, right? So I, I I did sign it. I sent it back. I think your order was like fifty some dollars. So, I, but you got the cameo, and I appreciate that. And I'm sure you probably didn't realize it was going to be so much. But anyway, look, all good. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. Christmas is coming. So you all will get your signed items. Uh, but just a note, please, if you're going to send me anything, at the very, very least, at the very, very least, just don't have me pay for the return shipping. I'd, I'd rather, if it comes to my door, sure, sign it. Give it back to the guy, right? Come to my mailbox, sure, sign it, leave it there. Mailman, come get it. Or mail person these days. Um, but, yeah, that's just where it's at. So I appreciate you guys listening and everything. But uh, please, at the very least, attach it, attach some paid packaging before you send me stuff to sign back. Send back. Mm. Every podcast, I say something that makes me sound like a dick. But I have to in this case or else I'm not going to get through the week. Like, you know, it's just be constant. Anyway. What an asshole you are to hear. What an asshole. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours with promo code THPN and DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York... 
Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. So why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off. Yes, 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on right now. You've probably heard me talk about some of Raycon's products on here before, like how great they are for listening to the Hockey Podcast Network or some of TR's music recommendations. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life or a perfect in-ear fit for all-day lasting comfort. And this past year, Raycon expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. The Raycon Home Faucet Filter ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring that the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Or if you're looking for a great stocking stuffer, their 5-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices 8 times faster with 100 watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Oh, so anyway, Tira asks me, what's my favorite scene in Shorzy? And was there any that it was tough to get through? I assume you meant by that, Terry, the scenes that were tough to get through. I think that was your question. Um, I assume you mean because it's funny, right? Um, yeah, there's been a bunch. I think you can pretty much tell. The first season, there was a scene in the apartment. Um, it's JJ, Frankie, JJ, and he has a couple of women there. And me and Dolo and Jared are kind of talking, and we're surprised. And Big Sexy is in the corner chiming in every like five seconds. That one was hard. Uh, the second season more so because now we kind of knew it. There was a context out there. We knew each other. Right now we knew. Like when we were shooting the first season, I didn't really didn't know what to picture in my mind. I just kept picturing Letterkenny. Right? You got to realize production and post-production are huge. They shape the show and they point it in a direction that you really can't see as an actor. If you, you I don't know what's in Jared's head or the director or Jacob Tierney at the time, or or the producers, I I don't know. You can you're, you, I I know that what we're on camera is going to end up 
being in the show, but the first year it was just like, you know, where's this going to go? We're not in every scene. So I don't know what the other ones look like, but after we saw season one, now going back to do season two is like, okay, okay. Now, now I know. So as we were doing it, now we had a little bit of, I don't want to use the word comedic timing, but I, I, I guess that's part of it. And, and knowing each other and, knowing the show and where the laughs were going to come from. So that was now, if, if you ask me my favorite scene, Oh man, as far as humor in the second season, we're all sitting around trying to figure out who's the least dumb. That's pretty good. That I, I remember that one being good. Uh, but my favorite, to be honest with you, like having watched it, I like, Hitch and Pam, when they get together there at the bar, I think it's episode four or maybe five. I think it's five when they finally get together. And no, not because Hitch is horny and his 10 inch cock gets turned on or because, you know, Hitch wants to bang Pam. Or, I, I'm not saying it from that. I'm, I'm sure all of that is probably true. Of course, males and females that are straight get turned on to each other. Maybe bang each other might be a little bit slangy way to put it but you know they're attracted to each other that's what people do so but that's not the part the part that i like about it is that it's 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 it, you're chipping away at a little bit of depth to the characters i don't think you're ever gonna see hitch become you know fucking denzel in training day or fucking robert de niro in taxi driver or some shit but but the little bits that get chipped, peeled away, are like are like the layers of an onion, you know. So right there, we saw Pam and Hitch, and we learned a little bit, you know. Obviously, Hitch and Pam like listening to tunes. Now they connected. Hitch isn't out just to get laid. He's not out for that one night stand, as he often says. By she don't even know me name, right? He could be. He could be fucking. He, 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 he's what's the word I'm searching for? Like he's distracted. I'm not saying that Hitch doesn't get horny once in a while. It seems that he likes women. He's just looking for something deeper as he says himself. Right. So by deeper, that means obviously someone that he can hang with. And what does he like to do? He likes to listen to tunes. That's that way. He's much like myself. Um, right. And then, you know, that he can open up like that. You, you, he can show a little bit of vulnerability, right? That's another thing. It's not just specifically him and Pam that's intriguing. It's that, you know, he opens himself up. And, and Pam, all along, right, because the first season, she's giving him shit. She's, like, laughing and chirping him. But all along, you see that, you know, Pam kind of, you know, th there was some level of attraction even while she was chirping him in season one. And that gives a little bit of depth to her. And then you see like the albums that she likes, right? We like Limb Lifter. We like Our Lady Peace, um, right? Um, you can certainly see in season two, Hitch, I believe, it seems to me, had the puck on his stick a lot more. Um, scored, I think, four or five goals. Hitch doesn't get in any many fights yet, right? Like I think a lot of people were expecting that because of TR and the character that, I may be created as myself as a hockey player. 
in that fighting was a big part of what I did. But in, you know, in Shorzy, I haven't really, now the first season I had broken ribs, it would have been tough. But, you know, Hitch is more of a lover so far than a fighter. And I myself am intrigued. If season three comes and, you know, we got our guys to fight being the gyms, but, you know, Dolo gets in a couple and there's definitely been brawls, but Hitch kind of like, he's there, he's a teammate. He certainly grabs guys, and but he's more like part of the melee than starting the melee himself. It doesn't seem to me that Hitch yet has gone out and dropped the mitts and kicked the shit out of somebody. Like you might expect from, you know, if you were watching my highlights from YouTube, you would probably expect Hitch to drop the gloves a little bit more, but I'm not complaining. It's all right. Again, it's a fraction. It's a little shade that gives Hitch his own personality, right? Hitch seems to like the, like, as I'm seeing it, I don't want to use the word finesse. I don't know if you could use the word finesse for any Sudbury Blueberry Bulldog or the system that they play. But Hitch definitely, when he's out there, he's thinking score more than he's thinking fight, right? He's thinking, I'm going to take that. And he has a decent slap shot on him, I got to say. Uh, but, you know, that's more Hitch's thing. You know, okay, put me on. Me and Dolo will go out, keep the peace. We're going to score, right? Seems to me now keeping the peace often means not starting a bench brawl when it's already a line brawl. I mean, right? keeping the peace often means taking a two instead of a four. Uh, but in the Sudbury Blueberry Bulldogs world of the no-show, uh that's considered probably that's probably like Lady Bing type stuff. Those that don't know, that's the NHL's most sportsmanlike, gentlemanly, gentlemanly and effective player. So someone that probably doesn't mix it up too much, but is uh, effective out there. Well, in the no-show, I think everybody fights to a degree, but like I said, Hitch and Dolo, who maybe. Like I said, in real life, we fought a little bit more than we do in the show. I don't mind it at all. And I like playing defense in the show, to be honest. Um, that, there you go. That's the next question. So who is this from? Okay. Jamaica? Jamaica. Jamaica. Okay. Well, there you go. Jamaica from Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. Jamaica, Jay Jamaica, to be more specific, from Wisconsin, wants to know if I like playing defense in the show. Yeah, the, the main reason is because it, it helps me to decipher Hitch from TR. Um, like I said, there's many similarities, right? The obvious being the Newfoundland first-round pick, ex-NHL player, aging senior hockey player. I mean, there's a lot similar. But playing defense and, you know, needing needing that deep connection with a girl, I haven't always needed that, i got to be honest. And, uh, you know, Hitch seems like he's, not, not, he's looking for it. And I, I, I don't think I look for that much. But, you know, him being defense and, you know, I'm into music. Uh, 
but and I like the bands that he mentions in the show for sure. I like that. And I think Jared did me a favor. I think he knew that Jared likes those bands as well. He's really into them, but he didn't pick anything that I didn't hear before and I and I don't enjoy. Um but he also made clear to make it hitches. Like I don't think Hitch you'll find is going to be really into the Beatles like I am. Um, there's going to be real similar, similar character traits, but yeah, there's enough of a difference. So playing defense lets me mentally set that, okay, this obviously isn't TR. This is Hitch, right? Um, and just little things. I chose one of the numbers that I wore for most of my career, number 14. Time back. Should have picked number 10. 10-inch 10 cock, Teddy Hitchcock. I don't know what I was thinking. I didn't think number 10, but looking back now, I'm not going to change it now, but 14 keeps that link to TR kind of open. You know what I mean? Because there is a group of people, you know, I don't know, fans in junior, for example, or, or, or I should say even supporters. I hate to use that word fan. Like, you know, I know there's... People aren't fanning out over me, but what else do you use? So when I was in junior, you know, Tri-Cities, Red Deer, and then Fredericton in Pro, and Hershey, and Long Beach, and Colorado Springs, and Idaho, and Orlando, and all the places that I played junior and pro, right? All those people, and then, you know, the visiting teams. So there's a big portion of the hockey world out there, and my brief stint in the NHL, that knows who I am, right? So... Num wearing number 14 and, you know, even a couple of the goals I score were very TR-like. Um, I like to leave that link open. It's not like an Easter egg, what they call it, but kind of a, an homage to the real-life version of Ted Hitchcock. But trust me, and you're going to see in season three, I don't really know what's coming, but I know there's going to be a little bit more separation um, of... Ted Hitchcock from TR, a little bit more depth. And, and I think we're going to chip away as time goes. That's what I find exciting. That's why I like that Ted Hitchcock's a defenseman. And the further I get from TR makes me more fulfilled as an actor because, well, for a lot of reasons, but I really, I mean, I, I hope, but there's not many characters I'll ever get to play as intriguing, as important, as long-standing as Ted Hitchcock, right? The odds are I'll go my whole life and never be in a series as a main character again. I just understand it. That's the way it goes. I'm When I look back on my NHL career, a year out, I was cursing myself, kicking the fucking curb. What, what did I do? I fucked up my career in the NHL. But now I look back and say, you know what? I played in the show. Right. And I was up there and for three years at any moment I could have been called up and I was, and I played and I went out there with the Canadians Jersey on and fucking represented the Canadians on hockey night, Canada. I dropped my gloves and I've gotten a few fucking fights. I think 16, if you count exhibition, I had 16 NHL fights and, uh, and I scored a few in exhibition. I don't know. I was looking for the stats. I remember scoring three and two are on video. The third, I remember Craig Conroy gave it to me and I went under the bar on a two-on-one. Probably my best moment as a Canadian in the fucking exhibition. But it was sold out. It was one of the last exhibition games. It was in Montreal. It was a great feeling. I can't. It's somewhere at home on a VHS. I don't have it. 
I mean, I'm not thinking I'm never going to score on the Canadian. You know, I, it didn't go through my mind. Uh, but my parents would usually record everything. So it's down there somewhere. Uh, but point being, like, I look back now and it was a nice little flash with brilliance. And, you know, I was I was on top. I saw that world. And I'm now more appreciative to be part of the NHL world than anything. Same thing with acting, except I'm more knowing going in than I got lucky here. With hockey, I kind of fucked up my career. I didn't go back to Montreal camp. I ended up getting injured in the process. And what could have been never was. Uh, but that was my decision. And I had an expectation since I was 10 of being some sort of professional hockey player. With acting, it just kind of fell into my lap. I mean, yeah, I worked hard behind the scenes on crew and everything, but I still never thought that this would be a possibility, right? I worked hard towards a stunt and then towards a a, a speaking line and, and, and then towards, you know, a more prominent role. I remember getting that role in a fire in the cold season and I cried on the way home. I mean, but I still never envisioned this. So this is bonus time. I'm playing in bonus time, man. It's house money. I'm in Vegas and I'm playing with house money. And I understand that it could all end tomorrow. And when Shorzy season whatever is done, it probably will, right? I'll always be involved in the film industry. I don't see anything like this ever happening again. And I'm super, super pumped that I can deliver Ted Hitchcock in my own weird way to you guys, the audience. I really, really am. And uh, I will never take for granted that wonderful opportunity that Jared Kiso and the rest of the Shorzy world and film world has offered me. And I'll forever be thankful. And I talk so much that I just got to two questions. That's all. <laughs> and I've talked about really, well, I talked about Shorzy, I guess. And at least half the people listening are into it. So I hope I didn't bore the rest of you. Now, I'll be back in a couple of days, guys, with a great fucking guest. I'm hoping it's Jamie Rivers. We're trying to work this out. But... um and I've got a bunch of other people that are possible. It's just tough to nail down times. And when I'm in Sudbury, it's going to be even harder. But uh, for those that tune into me on Mondays and Thursdays with Jason Greger's show, thank you. I'll be on again this Thursday. And uh, I'll be doing it from Sudbury. Um, the times might just be slightly different, but I'm going to try to do my thing on Mondays and Thursdays in and around the shoot. And, uh, if not, I'm going to improvise and we'll probably move times around a little bit for those that tune into the Jason Greger show on Sports 1440 Edmonton. For those that tune into this, shouldn't be much different. I might have some of the boys from Shorzy on as guests uh, here and there. But uh, yeah, I'm leaving next Monday and I will be in Ontario for the most part until 2024, which is really only a couple of months. I believe we're getting back here on a couple of days before Christmas. And for that week, I'll be spending with my family. So for the most part, you'll see me publicly again in St. John's uh, in early January. And I'm looking forward to it. If you're in Sudbury or Toronto and uh, you want to shoot the shit, you want to come down and be a part of background or whatever, we always need people. Check it out. Go to northerncasting.com and uh, you can see what it takes and uh, how easy it is to be a uh, part of the background casting in Shorzy. I get a lot of those questions and check it out. Uh, and of course, if you'd like an autograph or you want to shoot the shit, I'd much rather do it in person than through the internet. Checking my DMs has become honestly 
laborious, monotonous, and at times frustrating. And I don't mean it to be. I just can't get to all your messages. But if you want to see me in person, I tell you, I'll be in Sudbury for the most part. I'll be at a lot of Leafs games coming up here pretty soon. I hope to get to some Raptors games. And 100% on November 18th, I'm going to go see the 1975, one of my favorite bands. They're playing at Scotiabank Arena. I'm pumped. I'm going to head down with a few of the boys, definitely Michaels, Ryan O'Donnell, who plays, uh, Ryan McDonald, sorry, who plays Michaels in the show. So looking forward to that. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you're downtown St. John's and you want to have a beer, I mean, you know where, you, where I'd start? I'd start at Trinity Pub. I'd start at TJ's Pub. Maybe head over to Rob Roy Confusion. Maybe the Martini Bar after that. Or why not the Bull and Barrel? And of course, of course, Green Sleeves Pub. You can get some live music, some good food. And of course, if I'm going to go for a bite to eat, I would go upstairs at Green Sleeves to one of the nicest restaurants in town. The Loose Tie. Really underrated, awesome food. Great atmosphere. Check it out. If you're going to go that route, why not check out Merchant Tavern? And Blue on Water as well. And, of course, Wedgwood Cafe. Peter Wedgwood, Wedgwood also does catering. Uh, Ryan Power, power conditioning, strength and balance for the body and mind on Rope Walk Lane. If you're going to go to Mr. Lube, go to his two locations uh, in St. John's. One's on Torbay Road. One's on Camout Road. Live, laugh, loop. Pitbull Pain Relief, the pain sticks that just don't quit. Go to pitbullpainrelief.com. See what all the fuss is about. Uh, why did I forget? I forgot one in there. This week, didn't I? I did. Well, true hockey, take what's yours. And uh, Shorzy, season two, check it out. It's all over the world right now. Everywhere on the planet, you should be able to get all six episodes. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for tuning in to Tales with TR. Really appreciate all you listening. More than you could ever believe it. And uh, like I said, please, if you know where I am, sure. Follow me on Instagram, Terry Ryan 2020, uh, Twitter, Terry Ryan 20. Um, follow me on there on TikTok. I think it's Terry Ryan 2020 or at official Terry Ryan. That's what it is. I don't use TikTok much. And to be honest with you guys, I don't even know how to check my messages. I don't know how to follow people. I find it a big mishmash of shit. I don't like uh, TikTok much i find it confusing i find what's popular bizarre and i do it just to keep my head above water with those of you that don't have the other social media platforms that want to see what's up and coming so i do put the odd thing out there but yeah i don't get it in any case follow me on one of those platforms stay tuned and if i'm in a city near you soon please come say hello i'd much rather that than i said uh than online love you guys Appreciate all of you. I'll be back in just a few days with more Tales with Tierra. I'll catch you on the rebound. Thanks for tuning in. See you later.